From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. And welcome to Straight Talk. I'm David Molko in for Laurel Porter. This week we are talking about the once in a decade chance for Portlanders to vote on changing how the Rose City governs itself with Portland, the last major American city with its kind of government where the mayor plus four city commissioners not only make policy, but run day to day operations in departments called bureaus, often with overlapping and conflicting priorities. Now on November 8th, Portlanders will vote on whether to bring in change or reject it for the status quo, something that's now happened at least seven times. So let's take a look at what the Charter Commission, a group of 20 appointed by the mayor and commissioners, has put together after a long two years of meetings and polls and public input. It is a complete package, a take it or leave it. We'll get to why that's particularly challenging in just a second, but it helps to break down the charter reform proposal into three parts here. First, council members would no longer run bureaus. They'd focus on setting policy. A newly hired city manager would run day-to-day -day operations alongside the mayor. And speaking of the mayor, he or she would not vote except when needed to break a tie. All right, second city council would expand in size to a total of 12 members, not including the mayor. Portland would be divided into four districts with three council members elected from each district. Finally, voters would elect those council members using a system known as ranked choice voting that allows voters to rank candidates in order of their preference. The mayor, by the way, would still be elected citywide. Now, it's worth noting we could probably spend an entire show explaining ranked choice voting. We're not going to do that today. Instead, we thought we'd take the proposal, one Willamette we called a combo meal with no substitutions, out to three different Portland neighborhoods to hear, eight weeks or so out, what voters think. Here's what our photojournalists Mike Gallimanis and Ken McCormick found. Uh, I think it's a very bad idea. I think it's poorly thought out. I think that the, the, the number of people that they proposed in the newly reformatted city council would just add to the administrative confusion that we're all quite familiar with. I'm not sure why they want to add more people. Um, if they want to add any more people to government, it probably should be fire department and police department. I kind of like the idea of having more commissioners. I think that way we could hear more perspectives of the people in Portland and what they want. And what are these different districts? Like, is it just going to be different? Where are the different districts? Ranked choice voting is complicated even for the places that have it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it, I think it's great, but I think it'll be confusing for a lot of folks for a while. I know right now, there's quite a few people that are in our local government that people are not real happy with. They do want to have them replaced. Uh, having multiple other people there to have a kind of a better vote choice and spread of the of the responsibilities might be a good idea. I'll vote no on it, for sure. I mean, we got to get rid of just them. We go back to the mayor being in control and hell with this council crap. They don't do anything. They just spend our money. You know, people have been talking about this for a long time and the kind of almost dysfunctional structure that the city has had, has currently. So um, I'm not sure I agree that the structure is the issue and I need to research that before I come down one way or the other on it. I was not aware of it, uh, but, you know, if I'm just thinking about it from just a logical common sense standpoint 12 12 over 12 is better than a lot more ideas 
Lots of perspectives there. Our thanks to Mike and Ken for that. All right, let's bring in our first two guests here. Melanie Billings-Yoon co-chaired the Portland Charter Review Commission that voted 17-3 to in June to put the proposal we just walked you through on the ballot. She resigned to focus full-time on supporting the campaign to pass it. Also with us, Sol Mora. She is the campaign manager for Portland United for Change. That is the coalition in favor of what is technically known as Measure 26228. Well, Melanie Sol, welcome to Straight Talk. Thank you. Thank Great. You. Melanie, I want to start with you here. I've been getting a lot of emails from our viewers about this proposal. You heard from people in Portland neighborhoods there. I wanted to start with a comment from Anne Marie here. She writes, even though the commission has explained their rationale for not dividing the ballot into single subjects, breaking down those three into singles, the multiple issues are too complex for citizens to understand in one ballot. So let's start there. What do you tell people like Anne Marie who say, this is just too complicated? Um, I guess I'd say that what we've been hearing from Portlanders, but in the polls and not only speaking to them one one on one, is that they feel that we need some big structural change, not just fixing things around the edges, but creating a new system that works, that represents people, and that clears up the mess that we have trying to run the most basic day-to-day -day operations. Well, one of the questions I had following up on that with you, Melanie, as well, earlier this year before the commission had actually finalized the plan, and this has been a long road, I mean, you know, and you folks are volunteers essentially, right? I mean, that's how it works. A poll commissioned by the North Star Civic Foundation asked 500 people a question about this. Would you prefer to vote on charter reform as separate ballot questions or one measure? 72% of those who responded said they preferred to separate things out. And this was before the final decision was made. According to Willamette Week, a portion of the poll, that portion was not presented to the commission. So I want to ask, did you see it? Did you wish you'd seen it? What would it have changed? Well, the interesting thing is none of that poll was shown to us. And I will tell you that that was a question right at the beginning, asked out of context. There was a later question in which they asked if Portlanders would like no change, small changes, major changes, or a complete overhaul of the city uh, charter. And in that specific question, oh, around 73% said they wanted a complete overhaul. So I don't think that the one would cancel out the other. It's just the way the question is asked. But there was no, nothing in that you thought that might have helped guide you if you'd seen it earlier. I mean, do you wish you'd seen that answer? Not once I read that 73% wanted a complete overhaul or a major change, no. Because in that case, they were looking at the specific problems that we're mm. facing in our city. And also, we didn't base this on public opinion polls. We based it on trying to come up with a system that matched what we were hearing from our thousands of interviews with Portlanders that they wanted. But you could still have a complete overhaul and break it down to, into sections, in essence, couldn't you? This is really seen as a three-legged stool. Each part has to work with the others, or it doesn't work at all. If we were, for example, to change, if voters were to approve having districts, but then didn't approve changing that commission form of government, would you have someone, say, from Southeast Portland running the whole fire department? It wouldn't make sense anymore. All right. I want to ask you a little bit more on the on this uh, leg here. So I want to bring you in. You know, we'd be hard pressed to find somebody in Portland's government who thinks the way things work now are effective and efficient. Hard to find a Portlander who thinks that, in fact. Uh, where we currently seem to have a lot of concern, and we're talking about the legs of this plans here, and you mm -hmm. called it a three-legged stool. You mm -hmm. pull one leg out, it collapses. But here's what we're getting. Current city commissioners uh, talking about the multi-member districts, up from five commissioners, including the mayor, to 14 now. Uh, Mingus Maps, Dan Ryan, sorry, 5 to 13 there. Mingus Raps and Dan Ryan both against this proposal as it stands. They've come out. Uh, let's listen to what Ryan told us on Straight Talk. 
I think that we don't need a weaker mayor. I think that the executive mayor position should be on city council. I think having the mayor in dialogue with the rest of the city council is very healthy. I think local government is hands-on and it's relational, and I think it's important for us to not be separate from one another. So that was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, worried about a weaker mayor, he says. Uh, mayor Ted Wheeler calling this a bundle of changes that is untested since no American city has tried to do all of this at the same time. Uh, Mingus Maps crafting an alternative. He said he'd want to bring to voters next year. So let me ask you, did you expect this kind of pushback? Yeah, I think because this system and this proposal is truly changing the way that things work, we did expect that there would be some level of opposition for folks that are so used to the comfort of the status quo. I think that this system is changing the dynamics, it's giving voters more choices, and it's definitely breaking down barriers for candidates. So I think that there are a lot of meaningful changes within this system, and having that fear, right, it can seem scary for individuals to change to this degree. However, I think those conversations that we've been having with Portlanders point to the fact that people want transformative change. People do want that bold change. But how do you respond to the concern that it's not that they don't want change. It's not like Dan Ryan is afraid of change and he's come out and said this. It's just all of this at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would respond by saying that we want a new system that is delivering on multiple outcomes, right? One of the things we heard the most from Portlanders was that they wanted more meaningful representation. Right now, East Portland is not being represented. They don't have access to city services in the same way that other parts of the city do. So not only did we want more efficient city services with a professional city administrator, but having ranked choice voting, having a system that is truly giving people the power to use the full extent of their ballot, those were very appealing to Portlanders and wanting to strengthen our democracy. So I would say the change that people echoed in the many conversations we had included wanting to have a more democratic process for our elections. You know, I want to get to another viewer question because I think it's important that we hear from our, our folks who've written into us. Bill wrote us, he said, the proposed change in the charter is a good preliminary step, but the vote is premature. There needs to be answers on cost, job descriptions, evidence that supports the increase in representatives, again, 5 to 13, would decrease time to achieve meaningful change. That's what people are looking for in Portland, meaningful change, right? Efficiency, effectiveness. Uh, we'll get to cost in just a moment, but Melanie, what do you say to Bill to reassure him? I would tell him that right now the um, city bureaus are running the, uh, are, are putting together a plan for the change if this is to be passed and we'll be announcing the results of that plan on October 3rd. Okay, so that's the, that's the plan that's coming out October yes. 3rd and we can look yes. forward to that. And what yes. that will include? What the city is going to be doing to prepare itself for the changes were this to pass. Are we going to get so far as to knowing what those districts would look like or is that down the line? That would be down the line um, because what we have put within the charter is that were this to pass, that a separate districting commission would be selected by the mayor, 12 Portlanders from, from different areas of the city, and they would have to present their decision after meeting with Portlanders throughout the city to find out what their concerns are. We've put definite guardrails on what those districts could be, but we don't want to make any choices before Portlanders have had a chance to weigh in. Okay, so a work in progress in essence, but I gotta ask you about this, Sol, maybe this is for you. Let's talk about the cost of getting this up and running, because what you're describing, this is all part of it. Uh, correct me if you have updated numbers here, but the latest I have, the three-year transition costing between four and six million a year. Once we hit 2025, it would be 
900,000 and 8.7 million a year. That's every year after that. You know, if I went to my boss on a project and say, hey, this might cost this or it might cost 10 times this, I mean, he's a nice guy, but he would laugh me out of his office. Mm -hmm. So why the enormous range here, right? Yeah, I would say that this fiscal impact is not taking into consideration the ways that we may save money, right? We are going to have streamlined services, one election, and so I think there are some variables that are not known right now. The salaries of these future city council members, that will be determined by an independent salary commission. So that's why you see the range, because there are a couple of components that are not determined in this moment. However, I think it's really important to put it into perspective. So this is the discretionary resources of the general fund. It's a very specific portion that's in the general fund. And if you look at the percentages, it only goes up to 1.4%. So of that specific discretionary resources, I do think if you look at, oh, it's not even 2% for those ongoing costs, that does help to put it into perspective for what we are paying for this specific investment to have a new structure. All right, we got about 30 seconds left here. So Melanie, I'm gonna ask you, Sol, if you wanna chime in here. Uh, if voters do not pass this plan, then what? Well, they have exactly what they have now. And in addition to that, they have a promise by some members of the city council that in due time, they'll come up with something else. But what they will have is keeping things exactly as they are right now. Sol, anything you wanna add? I would say there is no time to delay. This is on the ballot this November. Portlanders agree that change is needed and this will deliver the change that we need. More voice for, for our communities, efficient services, all of those tangible impacts that will improve our lives. All right, Sol Mora, Melanie Billings-Young, thanks for joining us today. And up next, he calls the proposal a quote, exotic experiment. We're talking to another former member of the Charter Commission who voted against the proposed changes. Straight Talk, back in two minutes. And so the question is whether you like the devil you know or whether you are concerned about the devil that you don't know, whether there's too much risk. If it's just about any change is better than what we've got now, then in fact the yes vote on the charter re reform will we'll win. Well, that is KGW political analyst Len Bergstein laying down the bottom line here, a referendum on the status quo versus the risk that a package of virtually untested changes presents. And my next guest says that risk is too much for Portlanders to swallow. Vadim Wazirski is a former Portland Charter Review Commissioner, now with the grassroots organization Partnership for Common Sense Government, which calls the current proposal confusing, lacking accountability, and too Costly. Vadim, welcome to Straight Talk here. Thank you very much, David. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the service you're doing. For yeah, the I want to start here by talking to you about the same thing I did to the supporters, and that's hearing from our viewers here. So this came in from Kate, a question who wrote, I suspect that the current commissioners, along with a percentage of voters, are displaying a fear of change and concern that the change in governmental structure could lead to unanticipated problems. She's talking about the city commissioners right now. However, given the serious problems we face in Portland, I personally don't think that's a good enough reason to not support a change that could make Portland a better functioning city. I mean, in essence, she seems to be saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here, but why in your view, what would you say to Kate? Why is this too risky? Well, it's risky because the devil's in the detail. What people think is this proposal just changes our commission form of government. If you look at the polling, if you talk to individuals, 
Everybody wants to change the commission form of government, including the people in office right now. Mingus Maps is proposing changes and agree we need to change that government. But when you look at what the actual proposal is, it's not about accountability. It's not about representation. A large chunk of it is about transforming the way we elect people. And we'd be moving from a form of government that no one uses anymore to an election system that no one uses at all in the United States. And because of that, the accountability ends up missing. When you're electing three people from large districts, four large districts, each the size of Eugene or Salem, that's not accountable. Right now, people elect four, and in the future, under this proposal, they'd be electing three. And to elect a person to office, now it would only take 25% of the vote. And I think in, in two years, if this passes, it'll create chaos in Portland. So you're not disagreeing and saying change isn't needed. You're just saying not this change, not right now. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm fully a backer of change in the commission form of government. Mingus Maps uh, is fully a backer of change in the commission form of government. At least three people on city council have spoken out that they would vote to change our commission form of government. But the reservations that people are having, and I think what people, once they learn more about, uh, is about the voting system, which is untried and it's experiment at a time of when we've suffered a lot here in Portland, and it's really not the time to experiment. So let's, you're talking about ranked choice voting. Let's talk about that in just a second. But I also want to bring up, we got a letter this week from 13 political science professors and researchers in the Portland area. They support the ballot measure. Here's part of what they wrote. Opponents to the measure consider the ballot measure experimental, and as, but as scholars who study different aspects of the changes, we would disagree. Though no other city in the U.S. has tried all these changes at once, the governance rules being considered here are familiar in many other cities around the U.S. and around the globe. And they go on to say it'll widen representation, diversify elected officials, increase voter engagement. Will this proposal not deliver on those things? You know, there's a PSU professor right now that is speaking out against his proposal for other reasons. You get a bunch of professors in a room, you'll get a bunch of different answers. So I think- I mean, look, but this was 13 on the same page with sheer point. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty strong, right? Well, if you look at the history of the United States, we've actually been moving away from multi-member districts. So there were 41 states in 62 that had multi-member districts. Now there's only 10 and only partially so. The United States government um, uh, for Congress actually eliminated multi-member representation in 1967. Uh, Baltimore moved as recently as 2002 from multi-member districts to single-member districts, and it's because of accountability, it's about cost, it's about the difficulty of getting incumbents out of office when the threshold to election is low. Uh, and so when you're looking at the history, I, I respectfully disagree with the professors. We've been moving away from a system like this, and if you can point to me an area where there's a system like this that works, I'll gladly listen to it, but people call it ranked choice voting. It's not. It's single transferable vote. It's a very unique form. And so when people say it'll work, I think that's a lot of hope and a lot of promises. But if you look at the details and if you look at where it's been tried before, um, uh, I don't think that that hope and promise is, is valid. And you know, I just want to remind our viewers here, just so we know, essentially there are three parts of the proposal, right? There's a city manager running things alongside the mayor. There's three council members elected from four different districts for a total of 12 council members. And then there's how they're elected, the sort of ranked choice voting method. I think I know we're getting here to say, but which part of this plan do you specifically disagree with most? Where's where's the flaw here? That combination of multi-member districts with single transferable vote. That combination is is very unique. It's untested. It's untried. And let, let's be honest. I, I speak to a lot of people around the city, whether in this format or other formats, and um, you know, in, in neighborhood associations. And everybody wants to change our commission form of government. Nobody has said let's do four districts, elect three people each. So I don't know who's accountable. I don't know who 
whom to vote out of office if things go bad or whom to keep in office if things are going good. I don't know, um, uh, 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 with 25% uh, that it will take to actually get a, uh, somebody elected, it's gonna be very hard to get an incumbent out of office. People are not saying that. They wanna change our commission for foreign government. And here, you're saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm saying we can save the bath baby and save the bathwater uh, and make a system better, which is what we're gearing toward. We're not well, closing the door, we're building a better house. Let me just ask on that, and that's my next couple of questions here, but uh, we'll talk about Commissioner Mingus Maps. He's part of a group exploring an alternative plan. It, it sounds like you may be part of that group or connected to it or having some communication with them as well. Uh, he told the Oregonian, quote, charter reform does not need to be rocket science, end quote there. You were part of the commission. I mean, if you could change what is on the ballot right now, I'm saying you had a magic wand, you could do like this and, and change it. What would you do? Would you split them into three parts? Would you wipe out one? What changes would you make right now? You know, the, the Charter Commission was tasked with making democracy better in Portland. And part of democracy is giving people the choice. Let's have three different ballot measures. One about our commission form of government to change to a city manager form of government. One about uh, district voting. So maybe seven districts, maybe nine districts in Portland. The more the districts, the more your neighborhoods will be represented adequately. And also perhaps one extra measure on ranked choice voting. Not this very unique ranked choice voting, but the kind that's done in New York City and other places around the country. That's democracy. And then lastly, uh, a lot of people came to our charter commission meetings and they had serious qualms with uh, some of the proposals here. The majority of the people actually testified to us found problems with the, the, the voting method that's being proposed. Having something that most people disagreed with on the ballot just says that the people in Charter Commission think they know better than the people in Portland about how they want to be governed. Let's, let's make this a democracy. Let's people have a choice. Well, I mean, you were on the Charter Commission. You did vote against the package proposal as a whole. You were one of those three, 17 in favor, three against. But do you find that you bear some responsibility? I mean, it seems like you and, and, the, and Melanie you know, Billings-Yoon, who we just had on, were on the same page as, you know, as soon as back in January, February. I mean... Where, where did this division split, come, come about? And, and I mean, why couldn't we make this happen in a way that we didn't have this sort of backlash going on? You know what, we, we spoke a lot about, um, in the Charter Commission, about changing our form of government here. We, we started off with a manager, council form of government, moved to a strong mayor, then took away some of the mayor's powers. That changed a lot. What did not change one bit from beginning to the end is this very convoluted voting system. And that's because we had certain special interests that came in and they advocated for this, and they said that this would provide a lot of uh, promises to Portland that would be good. But then wait, the more wait, let me just jump in details. here because we're sort of running out of time here. We had a couple minutes. And uh, what is it about the ranked choice system that you don't like this specific specific version of it? How would you explain that? So when you have three people from each uh, uh, district, what people are asking for is accountability. Not right, right now we like four people. If we like three, that does not increase accountability, but also lowers the well, threshold for why does it increase? Increase in accountability if you've got 12 people if and three have, from a district. So I've got have, three people to go to in my district, right? True. If you have one person from one district, more districts, so the neighborhoods are uh, have similar needs, so you don't have Central East Side with the West being one district, perhaps. Um, and then you have single-member districts. If that person's doing a good job for you, you keep them in office. If that person's doing a bad job, you vote them out. When you have three people, and the threshold for electing somebody is 25%, it's very hard to find out who's doing a good job, who's doing a bad job. It's very hard to get incumbents out. And so I think, preferably, you have one person that you decide that person represents me, and if they're doing a good job, I'll keep them in office. All right, got about 30 seconds here. Final thought, if voters approve this, then what? 
Well, if voters approve this, I think in two years it'll be a great surprise when we have 12 people elected to city council all at the same time, a mayor, a city manager, all dealing with the houseless crisis, with drug addiction crisis, with crime. Let's, let's do something that we know works, that has worked elsewhere, that we know will improve Portland rather than experiment once again. And if we fail, it's going to be catastrophic. Catastrophic is a pretty strong word there. We'll end there. Vadim Mazursky, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your time on Straight Talk. Thank you so much, David. All right, as always, we want to thank you for spending a half hour with us. You know, there is no way we could possibly hit every angle or viewpoint of a proposal that, if approved, would bring sweeping changes to the Rose City, a changes that nearly everyone would agree in some form here are badly needed. So if you are a Portland voter, head to KGW.com. We'll have the links to the commission's work and the organizations supporting and opposing Election Day is Tuesday, November 8th. I'm David Molko. Thanks for watching, and do not forget to vote.